Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hey, where the hell are we anyway? I don't know. Some place in the sky. Oh, man. It's crazy. Is Welcome to Steve Dangle's house. Is the CN Tower coming through my head? Is it? I don't know. Jesse, is it? Can you see it? No, I don't know. Maddie, no, Maddie can see it. Is it coming through his head? All right, all right. Okay. So where we are is actually 65 Remner Street. This is unit 5201. And this is so, uh, this is crazy. So um, if, you're, if you're familiar with uh, uh, reality TV, you know uh, Maurizio Ungaro. Uh, he founded something called The Agency. The Agency in Toronto contacted us and said, hey, you guys want to do a podcast from this condo that's literally right beside Scotiabank Arena and right down the street from Rogers Center? Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, we, we for sure definitely don't want to do that. No, yeah. uh, we absolutely do. So, and they reached out to us because we talk sports and they want a sports guy to they get want a, it. They want yeah. a sportsy, sportsy guy or gal. Well, uh, because <laughs> it costs, are you ready? 15000 a month. Yeah. So if you got that just yeah. kicking around, yeah. Adam, so it's Adam at, exclusively. I, I was talking to, uh, so it's Anna Oliver and Matt Leonetti that uh, that have this listing. And I was talking to Anna a little bit before. And uh, and she, w- I was saying like, so who, like what are the, what's the clientele like? And well, they're like, she's like, well, uh, uh, you know, some of the people that were interested in renting this were Blue Jays mm-hmm. for this upcoming season because they can go down the elevator and they can walk to walk to work. You can throw a ball to the outfield. Like, Easily. <laughs> That's actually not even. You're, it's you're not, not completely wrong. Not that. completely wrong. No, so uh, I, the dome's open. I don't know how well it shows up on camera, but like we can see Billy Bishop Airport. We can see Mississauga. Mm-hmm. I'm sure on a clear day we could see New York. Like what is that in the distance? New York. Is that just Buffalo, a really big Buffalo? Boat? Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, That's New part York. Part of New York. All right, yeah. all right. New York City. Yeah. We can see the Empire State Building. <laughs> Um, the agency is rewriting the real estate rule book. Their number one rule is no assholes, guys. So uh, uh, they, what are we doing here? I know uh, this place has two thousand square feet, uh, three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's a penthouse, and uh, we're just happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, like I think it's one of those like, wow, this is this is kind of cool. Maddie, so, can you go to two cam and show off the living room a little? Like, look at that. Yeah, look at the marble. It's beautiful on that TV. Anyway, um, Can you use a bit more exposed brick, though, right, Adam? Uh, it it sh- it could it mm. could, but you know what? Mm. That's the great thing is you can come in here and you can renovate. The guy who bought it actually um, bought it from somebody uh, that hadn't renovated, so he's actually these are all it's fully renovated now. He, he tall put, ceilings in every room if you're a tall person. Person, absolutely, mm-hmm. um, and both. The original bedroom, like the primary bedroom, and of course, secondary bedroom have en suites and that sort of thing as well. It's all tiled, whatever. The walk-in closets, uh, unreal. They're pretty nice. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some of that on my social. Wind sprint in closet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's long, it's, it's long. Two it's private balconies good. as well. So we're, we're gonna be, we wanted to record from here. We just thought it'd be kind of cool to change the scenery. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, nothing will lift your spirits after a Leafs loss, like lifting yourself 50 floors in the air. 52. Um, 52. So, <laughs> 52. listen, we, the thing that we're going to do today is we're going to start with the good news, which is Dangle Picks, right? Oh. That's the good news. Oh. And I got, I got winners that. from game one and game two, okay? So, uh, Kevin Landrake, I think you're, you're the big winner of the Mitch Martyr signed jersey, Anson Kappel, and Nick 
Uh, Moonen, you guys are getting uh, $250 and $100 Skip the Dishes cards, uh, respectively. And then from game two, Jeff Chow, you just won yourself a signed Chris Pronger Hockey Hall of Fame legend jersey. Nice. Uh, Max Eisner, $250 STPN voucher for the store. And of course, Angus Nelson, you also get $100 uh, to the STPN store. So listen, uh, congratulations to all of you. Remember, before every single game, danglepicks.com, get signed up. Steve and Jesse and I obviously uh, do this every time. Jesse, do you have the where results? Was, where was I, Steve? Steve's I, signing in right now. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. I, uh, I got beat up pretty bad well I'm, I'm if you bet on the Leafs recently it you get beat up pretty so bad far. so here here we go uh, view leaderboard Steve's got it okay <laughs> alright so Jesse for game oh. two you yeah. finished 42nd oh no way Steve Did you suck it winning? <laughs> suck it wow Steve you finished 228 and I was uh, 501 out of 1200 entries. So. 228 <laughs> considering I bet heavy Leafs is It's really impressive actually. I guess most people are betting Leafs. <laughs> is it as impressive as 42nd place? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. Just, I don't remember you finishing in the top 30. So we had uh, I'll be honest guys like we're uh we were hoping the Leafs would uh win uh, win and we would have the <laughs> opportunity to showcase this you know, like this is the athlete. This is what an athlete gets to live. It like you, yeah. you're doing this. Like you get to hang out here before a game, which is cool, right? You ever want to stare at the roof of your work? <laughs> well, you can do that. And by the way, that's like if you work like anywhere. Yeah, it's it's that that high up. You can um, work at Steam Whistle. That's. Have you ever looked up at the Steam Whistle Tower when you've been down on the sidewalk? It no. looks like a Lego piece. It's yeah. so small. It's tiny. And actually, from my view, I can actually see the uh, planes taking off and landing at Billy Bishop Airport, which helicopter. is kind of neat. Uh, yeah. There's a helicopter. And they're all there's, prop a, there's a yacht sea out there on the, on the lake. That could oh, be yours. We're higher than that helicopter. We are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the helicopter's <laughs> flying underneath us. I can't. I'm so happy to be facing this way. I can't stand next to the window. <laughs> you be, you be Are you squirrel? So you're afraid, so you're afraid of heights, eh? Apparently. Uh, Can you? Would you go out on the balcony? If absolutely not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Could you open the door? I could open the door. Yeah. Would you stick your head out? I'd stick my head out. Shut up. Right now. Where is it? It's right here. Here. No, I don't want to. Oh my right god. Here. Come on. You gotta stick oh. your head out. Oh. Stick your head out. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Steve, uh, and you'll see this on our socials later. Steve, uh, uh, you did step outside. I'll give you credit. Elevated heart rate. Um, okay, so first period. Uh, listen, Bobrovsky, and this is where I thought, I'm like, this is going to go well for the Leafs because Bobrovsky had a, almost had a, if you're a goaltender, 10 the goal moment right off the bat. He almost had several. Uh, Leafs get their first goal when the fourth line, which has been eh, in the series, um, kind of breaks it open. Riley pinches deep. Shen gets it in. Camp in front of the net. And Kerfoot gets the rebound and boom. Leafs up. And by the way, that was Shen's first playoff point with the Leafs ever. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and I, it, it was it on uh, Sean Fitzgerald worded this beautifully on the 5,432nd day since the Maple Leafs selected him fifth overall in the 2008 draft. Luke Shen has recorded his first playoff point with Toronto. Now, Kevin Papetti also had something that I think you'll find absolutely fascinating. He only specify or uh, specializes in haunting stats. 
What, Sean or Kevin? No, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Will, yeah, he'll, you won't sleep at night sometimes reading his Twitter account. Uh, Luke Shen picked up his first assist as a Maple Leaf since April 3rd, 2012. Bozak from Kessel and Shen. <laughs> Pretty wild. Maddie's pumping her fist because she's got her, uh, she got her Tyler Bozak thing. So um, oh then God. you get Matthews putting one five hole. It almost squeaks through. The crowd's getting loud. Uh, and this is within the first five minutes of the game. Zach Dalp, uh, uh, Dalpy gets his first penalty. Very, again, very obvious trips. All the Panthers penalties were pretty obvious. Um, uh, I, I know they can complain about them all they want, but they're pretty stop obvious. Stop breaking the law! Uh, Leafs get their second goal. O'Reilly uh, gets a cross-ice pass from Marner, buries it. And it was kind of Marner with the vision that we're hoping him to have. Oh, he was an animal on that power play. Uh, the Leafs get a second power play when Matthew Kachuk hits Matthew Nyes, leaves his feet. You could have called it an elbow, but it's a charge. Mm. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, sorry, this they called this one charging. Panthers kill that one. First blow he got to the head. And here's what it is. If you, if, if Leaf fans would have loved it if this game ended 10 minutes into the game because they were out shooting the Panthers 12-3. to 3. They, they were running them out of the building. Not just beating them, running them out of the building. And this is the thing that as a Leaf fan, you have to take some solace in. And we're going to come back to it. By almost every major statistical method, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been ahead and have outplayed the Panthers in this series. But what killed Boston is the opportunism of the Florida Panthers. Mistakes. And, uh, and that's Expected what happens. Expected goals aren't goals. They like, aren't we goals, need to- but I think they're the reasonable measures of... Hey, this could have happened. No, but we need to get over the stupid winometer uh, stats of like, hey, they should have won. That doesn't matter. They did it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the game. I think, that's why but we I play think the, the way that they trend and the way that they the, the their play is trending. I think that is relevant. Don't you think? I, In a series, especially. No, but there hasn't been any proof of the outcome yet. Like you can trust the process until you lose four games. It's playoff hockey is not regular season hockey, and I think the deserve to winometer is a good predictor for regular season hockey. I still think the Leafs could win this series. I don't expect them to be better. I don't expect them to be better than they've been, and I don't expect them to uh, be more dominant than they've been because the Panthers are beating their ass. They're crushing them. They're already down Matthew Nyes, and they're just crushed into the corner at every opportunity. How are they going to be better three, four, five, and then six? You mean seven? physically beating their ass? Physically beating okay. their ass. All right. Mm-hmm. No, no. In terms of like actual opportunities, the Leafs are killing them. It's Sergei Bobrovsky, and it's a combination of Sergei Bobrovsky and mistakes. And that's sort of how the first Panthers goal goes in, right? Lilligren yeah. forechecked. Reinhardt gets it, and 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 Sammy comes across thinking Reinhardt's going to do a wraparound. Reinhardt does a nice little back pass. Lindell's got a wide open, easy goal. Tavares right? blows the tire. Yeah, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, when you look back, like, Steve, I thought you illustrated really well in that when you look back on whatever round you win or series you win, nobody remembers if you deserve to win. It's all about did you win. Did the Blues deserve to beat the Bruins? I do not remember. I watched every game in that series. Do not remember. Does uh, not matter. Uh, Sam Sonov also has a huge save on Ekblad towards the end of the period. Lots of hits thrown in that first one. Lots of high event stuff. So there's some similarities, though. Uh, with the way that the Leafs and Panthers kind of game one started. The Leafs had two power plays early in that game as well, but they weren't able to capitalize. And this one, before the two power plays that the Panthers took before the 13-minute mark, the Leafs already had a goal. And they got a second one. So you're thinking, okay, going into the second 
thing. I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Mark Giordano is a question mark. I read it in my notes. Even we got to talk about. He can't be in Game Three. I'm done. So what do you do there, Eric Gustafson? Uh, or you do eleven seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've seen enough. Um, uh, it's a problem, eh? Well, like, listen, um, it's a similar conversation to the one we had with Wayne Simmons at the beginning of the season where Simmons was signed to this year, Giordano was signed to next year. It's a long season. They need guys, and it's he's not a bad player, but he has not had he – he wasn't even good against Tampa, a series that they won, and I don't think he was scratched for any of those games. Um, he's been bad, man. He's on the ice for way too many goals. Um you know, uh, scratching Justin Hall hasn't um, exercised that demon. Um, you know, the big knock on Gustafson is, yeah, he can move the puck, but he's a bit of a defensive liability. Oh, okay, so at least he can move the puck, right? Right, because that's the, that's sort of been part of the geo problem is is even breakouts, right? He's thirty nine, man. Yeah. Like it's uh, and he's starting to look at. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with him being on the Leafs next year, especially at the number uh, that he's at. Uh, it's the second round of the playoffs. Who gives you the best chance to win? Answer right now, not him. I thought he's excelled in the offensive zone, like when he gets the power play opportunities. He's been he's been decent. He's been good there. It's it's in the transition game. It's the getting the puck out of your own end uh, when they gain possession. He's really been sloppy. Does it feel panicked? Is that the right word? Like nervous in terms no. of because I don't, because his speed isn't what it was three or four years ago when he won the Norris. Overwhelmed. Sloppy is the best word I use to describe it in that you you usually expect a higher level, like caliber of play from Mark Girozano. You expect something that's like really crisp and it hasn't been that at all. And it's led to too many little mistakes that compound themselves into big mistakes. And I don't know why you wouldn't go with 11 and 7. Like if you're, if you can't scratch Mark Girozano because he's the veteran and all that nonsense, like I don't understand why you couldn't shelter him with 11 and 7. Is it fair to say he could use just a break? Yeah. They gave him that at the end of the regular season. Like, how many more breaks you need? It's they. They need. He's about to get a really long break if things don't change. <laughs> he's about to get a summer long break. So, let's figure this out. Eleven seven. Whether he stays in the lineup or not, um, the workload he currently has is obviously not working. Is Mark Giordano scratched if his name isn't Mark Giordano? A million percent. Um, and it's I'll, unfortunate. I love the guy. Something mm-hmm. good that did happen in, in that is Austin Matthews tied a franchise record for the longest point streak in a single postseason by a Leaf. Now, because it's the Leafs, it's unimpressive. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, Gary Lehman and Austin Matthews now hold the record. Are you ready for this, Oilers fans specifically? Because you guys are going to lull your way through the day. If you're an Edmonton Oilers fan, or if you're a Montreal Canadian fan, or you're a Colorado Avalanche fan, or Detroit Red Wing fan, Chicago Blackhawks fans, anybody that's had good long runs in the postseason in the last 20 years, Penguins fans, you're going you're gonna to find this hilarious. A franchise that's like 106 years old, the longest point streak in the playoffs ever by a Leaf is eight games. And it's 11 points. And that is what Austin Matthews and Gary Lehman both did. Oh, my God. Eight <laughs> games, guys. Eight games. Now, it's impressive. But when you compare it to some of the playoff greats post-expansion, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's Holy bad. Like, Leon Dreisaitl is having one of the most unreal postseasons ever. Is he going to crack any record in Edmonton Oilers history? No, he won't even come like, close. <laughs> if he makes the top five, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Put it that way. 
Like if it, we've <laughs> talked about this with McDavid and Drysaitel, the '80s were so goofy with mm-hmm. the points that it's like it's if if they get into the top five in any offensive category with those teams, they're first ballot Hall of Famer. But you put them in before they even retire. Gretzky, Messier, Coffee, Curry. Yeah, it's just impossible. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Put them in before they retire. Now, uh, Matthew <laughs> Nyes, and I, yeah, I, I, like a GM. I saved this before, but Matthew Nyes, uh, Leafs tweet, uh, Leafs PR tweeted that Matthew Nyes would not be back to the game before the second period, and that is because uh, he was first off, he was hit double hit. One of them was the Brady Kachuk charge, which mm-hmm. he was uh, put in the box for. Uh, the second one, and it did seem like he was a bit of a target out there. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. great because he's good. Uh, Sam Bennett. Hits him and then drags him to the ice in like a choke slam type. He's, he slams his head on the ice on purpose. Yeah. He intentionally injured a player. Um, he, and he didn't get anything for it. Um, it's just not a very good league. Um, I We sort of talked about this before the show. Like we're in this nice spot. Um, how do I not completely uh, railroad the entire show with how disgusted I am with that play? Um, I said my piece in the LFR. It's just not a... It's a sub-professional league. It's a shame. It's a really good sport. A lot of really good players. The professional hockey players in an amateur league. Um, it's just not very good. Yeah. Why? This is why you're last. Why? Yeah. Because the Panthers were getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. They were getting their asses kicked by this kid. They were getting their asses kicked by that line. The second line for the Florida Panthers was the X factor in game one. And after the Nye's injury in game two, uh, Keith made an adjustment and kind of figured them out a bit with this three headed monster. Like, Nye's is such a play driver, and Bunting's been good enough that they said, All right, now that we got Bunting back and he's got his head screwed on, uh, we can roll this three headed monster. And the Panthers couldn't deal with it. The Leafs were winning that game on the deserved winnow meter and on the scoreboard. And they said, well, that's an easy enough problem to solve. They uh, grab uh, a player, uh, tie up his legs, and slam his head into the ice. And like when you when you look at Matthew Nyes when he sits up, like, Tweety Bird's like, mm-hmm. floating around his head. Like, oh, yeah. Clearly dazed. Clearly, I mean, uh, I don't know. Everyone blushes when you use the word concussion. It, it, well, no, nobody outside of the sport blushes when you use the word. It's everybody inside the sport who wants to pretend they don't exist. I mean, I, I, I'll confidently say his brain might have moved a little bit. And um, he's not returning to the game, and it's nothing. It's just two players getting tangled up, and it's nothing. And that's what everyone told me. And, it, and it's simply not. It's a $5,000 fine. Well, they no, even, it's not. No, the no, no. The bunting cross-check was the $5,000 That's what he got fined for? Yeah. He didn't get shit for that. And then people are pulling out the Learn Lafferty Goudis thing like like it's the same. It's it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, Lafferty should have got a penalty for the hold, and then he throws his man to the ice. He did not grab the dude and slam his head from a small distance into the ground and then skate away with a shit-eating grin. Mm-hmm. Bennett's smiling at the end of that because he did his job. Mm-hmm. He did his job. Mmm. If there's a fly on the wall of those locker rooms. Yeah, it seemed like they had a mission. You think Mark Crawford was the only one? For that middle part of the, the game, it seems like they had a mission to really hurt. And 
Matthew Nye's not hurt in the sense that like they're trying to get him injured, but in terms of beat him I'll up on that. the ice. I'll say that. You know, well, and this they is getting intentionally injured him. <laughs> this is getting twittered. Yeah. No, and Sam Bennett, he, he mission accomplished for him. You know, yeah. it's it's check mark, we did it. The guy's like it's the George Bush walking away, we did it for for him and Matthew Chuck and the <laughs> mission accomplished. Like they they, they high five after that. Can, can I be play. bold enough to say it's not difficult to do what Sam Bennett does. It's not difficult. Um, kudos to him for being big and mean and everything. But the, the reason we complain about officiating, and you know, Matthew Kachuk bragged about this at the end of the Bruins series. Um, the Bruins didn't want anything to do with, with Bennett um, in the corners and in puck battles. And it's easy to do that job. It's easy to do what Sam Bennett does when you're allowed to get away with whatever the fuck you want. It's not difficult to do your job when you're allowed to do whatever you want with no restrictions whatsoever. So it's just not difficult. So, but what I want to say here, guys, is that we've seen this movie with the Leafs. Yeah. So what what happens is, and we've seen this against the Bruins specifically, is one team comes in and goes, they can only call so many, and that's what the Panthers do. The Panthers play the; they're not calling more than four. They know that. Yeah. Maybe no. a fifth. Maybe a fifth, but Paul Maurice for sure got in the refs' heads. By the way, those exper- those officials last night were less experienced than you would expect for a playoff game. Go look it up, scouting the refs. Um, and, and you know, again, what we're going to get on this is a bunch of Leaf fans agreeing, a bunch of Panthers and everybody else fans going, oh, you guys are just bitching about the refs. But look at the play objectively. If it was not a Maple they Leaf sweater, they they, yes, they can. They're blinded by yes, how much they, they can. Yes, yes, they can. I, I, they I have can. far more faith in people uh, especially after a good sleep. Good for you. But I, I want to tell you that I think that, that this is one of those things where it's like, I, I think that the Leafs have got to understand here that Florida is banking on the refs going, I should call that, but I can't because it's the postseason. And so what are my question, if I'm Sheldon Keefe today, is what am I going to do about that? Because I, you know what the Leafs can do? The Leafs have a really good penalty kill. The Leafs can go toe to toe with them on that. Start throwing elbows. Start, start, start hitting guys in the face after the whistle. Start crushing guys too. The Leafs this have the, the muscle to do that. This is the, this is the problem though. So you just got to match their level of illegal activity. <laughs> yes, you and you gotta, have higher skill than they do. Man, it's just uh, it's dark. So what we're hoping is the Leafs drag the Panthers into an eight versus eight. Uh, penalty affair in the second round which just doesn't happen that's what i'm saying though that's my point no but the, adam then it'll just be prison rules they won't call it anyway or and may, maybe good maybe that's good maybe that's it that's so what i'm not saying. saying let's have a bunch of power plays you're saying just beat the shit out of them also yeah well it's better than them beating the shit out of you and you going well i'm gonna i'm gonna dance around and hope i don't get called for this stick to the Stick to the hands. There's a reason uh, the Leafs haven't done that. I don't think they can match the Panthers in that category. I don't think they need to match them exactly, Mm -hmm. though. I don't think they just need to show that they're willing to throw a punch. Yeah. You need to know. You know what? That was Tampa for a number of years. They weren't the toughest team in those series um, en route to the cup. They were just willing to take a punch. Totally. So maybe that's it. For me, it's not even that the Leafs are getting beat up. It's that they're getting beat up and they're also 
losing on the ice in terms of yes, like the, not why they the speed game and and being yeah. out and out chanced in not high danger chances because the Leafs won that but in terms of capitalizing on opportunities the Florida Panthers are so good at that and they're beating the Leafs in that way and that every time the Leafs make a mistake Florida's like that mistake we're gonna make you pay for it the the second goal that Sammy allowed is unforgivable the hold moment. on we're not we're not uh, we're not even we're there not. yet well, we're, do you want to get in there? Well, because we were talking about mistakes. The Barkov goal. I mean, the yeah. Barkov goal is unforgivable. That's all I really have to say about it. It's a shit goal. And, and then, then Kachuk, the Marner play. Kachuk, 66 minutes uh, or 66 seconds. That's 66 seconds into the period. Two goals in, in 60 seconds, essentially. And and here's the thing. The, the, the thing that pisses me off about the Marner play is Marner Matthews play. I'm going to put it on both of them because it's not fair to just do one. They were all Mitch Marner has to do is pop the puck around, like, off the board to himself, go around the defenseman, and he's set. That's all he's got to do. But he, he, he gets fancy for nothing, which he and Matthews do from time to time. He flips it over to Matthews. Matthews doesn't really have a place where he can go with the puck. The, the defenseman's already on him. They're already covering him. So he's got to flip, and it goes off the defenseman. Uh, I believe it's Forsling. Um, the Forsling, uh, yeah. I thought it was Lutzerina. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, regardless, Forsling, I think, yeah, Forsling scored it, scored yeah. it, yeah. yeah. But it was set up by Kachuk. Um, and I just, I don't know, man. It's one of those where it's like that is such a dumb, dummy play. It's so easy. Why are you being fancy at your own blue line? You know you can't do that. I'll, t- I'll tell you why, because it's what they're coached to do. So, uh, and Sheldon Keefe can act, you know, baffled all he wants. Um, they need to get back to how they played against Tampa. Um, they need to have less of the puck, actually. Mm-hmm. So the Panthers thrive on making you make mistakes and capitalizing them. Mm-hmm. When do you make mistakes? At your own blue line. When you have the puck. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying having the puck is a bad thing. I'm saying the Panthers are forcing... the, the Like, the Panthers are handcrafted to beat a team like the Leafs. Yep. And the Leafs have the puck. They make a mistake with it. And the Panthers capitalize. If they keep playing this way... If they keep winning the deserved minnow, uh, deserved winometer war, and that's all, they'll lose the series in four. If they keep it up, yeah, now, that that's I think that's the key of this series is it's a terrible matchup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everything they do poorly, the Panthers are able to capitalize on. That. That's the exact game that the Panthers play is the opposite leap. See, I'm not, I'm not totally sold that. I'm not totally sold on a couple of things here, guys, because here's the here's the reality of the situation. Through two games, in all situations, the Leafs are shooting 5.48%. Their goals against that, or their save percentage is 8.77. Columbus. I know. But I'm sick of it. Yeah, your have, goaltender's also a member of the team. Like, I, I know that, but I mean, I don't expect the goaltending to be this bad, is what I'm saying. I, uh, I, I don't think that Barkoff goal goes in again if you try it another 10 times. And I, I'm looking at I'm looking at how many posts they hit last night. If we go through the, I'm looking at this. Nylander, Tavares both have pucks go off the post. Kerfoot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is on the side of the net as well. No luck there. Um, and then you know, Josh Mahura get hit, got hit in the eye and he was bleeding profusely. Leafs get another wild. power play. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like and, and then and then you go into the third here. Um, there's like at least there had to be seven or eight posts in this game. So, so like, are the Leafs just not gonna not gonna be good at shooting now? Is that what it is, or or is it? Or, or, can we chalk some of this up to straight up? Sometimes you get bad luck because that's what it looks like to me. Sure, and we might take that into the summer, right? Like, <laughs> that's that's one of those things that is 
difficult to control. I'm not going to say you can't control, but it's difficult to control. Um, the, but the Leafs are leaving it up to chance. By mm. They allowed a bad goal, and they made a silly mistake. Yep. The silly mistake, they can clean up. Mm-hmm. The bad goal, uh, Sammy's not at 100%. And we talked about the Panthers-Bruins series and the end of it and how they probably should have went to Jeremy Swayman earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he should have... If Game 7 should have been his series debut or maybe... Should have been Game 6. He, sh- he showed up in it, Game it 6? It should have been Game 6. So, we had the Mark Giordano conversation. I think Joseph Wall should get Game 3. I was going to... I wanted to say that, guys. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that, Jesse, with Sammy's goaltending so far? He's definitely injured. Like, it's a situation where just with Allmark, you can see that they're battling something, but they're good enough to play in the game. So, it's the question of... You guys love doing the thing of... How much of ninety percent of who was it McKinnon you always use? Uh, I use uh, well Tyler Johnson. Started with Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. And I think the guy they were keeping out of the lineup, if if I'm remembering the 2015 Stanley Cup Final correctly, and only you could. (laughs) I think it was Vlad Nemestikov. Yeah. And it was Tyler Johnson with a broken wrist versus Vlad Nemestikov, and I'm like, I'm positive Nemestikov's better. No, but you're doing the thing where it's is it. 60% 60% of Tyler Johnson is better than 100% of Vlad Mesikov. So is I think we're getting like 85% Sammy right now, if I'm no guesstimating. Way. I think it's about 80 to 85%. I think that's still a better gamble than Joseph Wall. If they lose the next one, it doesn't matter anyways. He's, he's I mean, if Michael Bunting is going to get criticized for holding his neck after a cross-check, <clears throat> Sammy is wincing at everything. And I think that shot and warm-up really stung him. Oh, out and, the collarbone. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers yeah. keep going up high. And he's like, just the way he's reacting to things and the way he's moving his lower body, I'd go wool. But well, I, don't, I don't look at the Barkov goal and say that's a direct <laughs> result of his injury. I think that's a bad mistake. And the, the thing about the Leafs being unlucky is that the game turned on two controllable mistakes. Agreed. You get a save. You don't turn it over at your own blue line. Mm-hmm. You're making your own luck in those two instances, and that's literally the game. It was a one-goal game, and you allowed two on things you can control. And it happened within the first, basically within the first couple minutes. It's the first couple minutes and the last couple minutes of any yeah. period that'll kill you. But you guys are both on start Joseph Wall game three. Yes, I, I mean, yeah, I am. Because I, here's they're the thing: down two nothing. You could have, you could have made an argument going into the playoffs that you could go with Wall over Sammy yes, easily. And, and, and people are like, what are you talking about? Sammy played all year, and he played great all year. Absolutely agree with you. But Wool won 12 games in a row with the Marlies? 12-0-0 or something oh, he was? He, he won like six, seven in a row with the Leafs? And this is what I'm saying, right? So people are like, well, he, yeah, he didn't do it at the NHL level. I, I think if anybody watched the games, anybody that saw the games saw a, a kid who was completely poised, completely focused. And the one thing I liked about him versus watching Sammy and Matt Murray is he never lost control of where his posts were. You never see him out of, out of position. And I think if the Leafs are going to win this series, they're going to need a guy who's like that. That's that. If, if I could criticize Sammy for anything, and he's been spectacular for them all year, great story. Mm-hmm. It's he does lose control of those posts, and he is throwing his body to try to save things. And the one thing that I always... I always look at to see if like, do I think the goalie's in it? Is when a shot goes towards the net and they kind of go, they lose it. Mm. And if that happens a couple times in a period, you know they can't see the shot that well that day. 
So I, I, I'm, the, I'm Joseph Wolf for, for game three. When he's getting up and you see him favor the right, his right leg thing, or his left leg? Left leg. Left, left leg, leg, left yeah. leg. The, the broadcast has been pointing it out. That stuff makes me, makes me cringe a little. It's like, why are you in there if you can't stand up fully? You know, I I would love to know how yeah. much he's injured. Like, if I'm the coach, I'm making a decision based on that because I think a healthy Sammy, I'm starting over a healthy Joseph Wall. Yeah. Um, but if he's too injured, then there's no reason he needs to be in that yep. in the game. So yeah. What I'm trying to look up. Oh dear. Just like with Allmark. What's up? So Joseph Wall has better NHL and AHL numbers this season than Akira Schmidt. <laughs> now I'm not saying because of that. He's better. That's simply not how it works. No. I'm saying, dude, when the Devils started Akira Schmidt, like, we got to take ourselves out of the moment. We see him. He's clearly ready. He's clearly, I mean, one of their top two guys, at very least. We don't know if he's going to play game two. He's clearly one of their top two guys. It was a weird decision at the time to go with him. Mm-hmm. It was a very strange decision. Well, because Vitek's the starter, you, you, you think that and why would you move off that? And yeah. they were down 0-2, and they were getting their ass kicked. They lost the first two games of the series 5-1, and they turned it around. The reason I'm, I'm wanting to do these changes in Game 3 is because if you wait for Game 4, it's already too late. Yeah. If yeah. you're down 3-0, you're relying on them doing something that's happened three times in NHL history, Yeah, I think, coming back from a 3-0 series deficit. So... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be desperate on on Sunday in Florida. I'm going 11-7 on account of one of the forwards is injured, and I think I it's just the better idea anyway. Um, if you bring Hall into the lineup, Gustafson, Giordano out, whatever you have to do, go 11-7, and Joseph Wolves my starter for Game Three. You can go back to Sammy, mm-hmm. and I think you should um, at some point, if especially if Wall falters. Um, and if Wall loses game three, I think you give Sammy game four ceremonially. Um, but uh, if if you wait for game four, it's too late. Hmm. You make the changes now. Um, That's It's such a difficult decision because you yeah. want to ride with the horses that got you there. But if, they're, if they have a broken leg, you can't do it. The Devils didn't. Yeah. They, the, they weren't like, you know what? Vanacek got us here. I don't know, because like, the back-to-back five-goal games looks a little different to me than Sam's like just struggling on a couple bad like shots. Four and three. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but, by the way, yeah, no. Bobrovsky's best two-game stretch in Florida as a Panther are games one and two versus Toronto ever. It was great. According to Travis. Yost. Fantastic. He made like f- five spectacular saves <laughs> in crazy. Span, like two minutes. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, so so we'll, we'll kind of zoom through the, fir- the third because this is the thing. What pissed me off about the third I get, watching the Leafs is this was the period they really needed to come out for and Florida still outshot them here. The Leafs, yeah. out, the Leafs had Florida the first 40 minutes. And that's with, to me, personally, and I want to have this conversation, William Nylander looking like shit. He looked like the best Leafs player in the third period, both games. And, and, and I, didn't think he, I didn't think he was there for the first 40 minutes. And I'm the biggest William Nylander defender out there besides Jesse Blake. I, don't I, could, know never who, be, I could never reach Jesse's level. I don't know who showed him this recipe, but it tastes like shit. Uh, play just substandard for 40 minutes and then have a spectacular third. How many times have you done this in the playoffs already? Like four? Yes. Times? Mm-hmm. And he's been the, the guy that I've been like, he's been the playoff performer in previous years. Horrible body language, too. That, that you know, just brushing aside play. I can't remember when that was. Second period, maybe. Just horrible body language. And, um, you know, 
listen, I understand not wanting to show up to work some days. Um, you fought for a very long time to get here, Willie. Um, and you're letting yourself down. Wow. Yep. So you're, you, you're not thrilled with his play? Absolutely not. Jesse, I, don't, I don't give a shit what he does in the third period when he doesn't show up in the first 40. When was the, when was the game-winning goal scored in the first 40? It was scored in the first 20... 21. One. 21.06. So I don't yeah. give a shit what your third period was, man. Like the, There were a lot of posts, and he was he was two or three of them. Barrett. Oh, that's not fair. Well, then they're going to lose. The playoffs fair. aren't fair, though. You do have to keep that in yeah. mind, right? Like, if you are... Well, while that's not fair over a long trajectory, the playoffs aren't a long trajectory. They're a short one. Barrett. Okay. We, don't, we don't remember Tavares in game six because he almost scored. Um, he scored. So the Leafs, uh, the Leafs lose uh, three to two. And uh, um, basically, um, I, <laughs> I, I, somebody pointed this out to me on Twitter, and I apologize because I didn't save the tweet, but they just killed me. They said, great, now we have to wait almost a calendar week before we know whether or not the Leafs have tied this series 2-2. Because it's Thursday last night. Game four will not be until next Wednesday. <laughs> that's agony. No, I'm so, staying off social media. Well, I think that's probably okay. It's going to be a beautiful yeah. weekend in this beautiful condo. I, I didn't have a very nice <laughs> we don't. We don't get to stay here, but. <laughs> no. Oh, what? No, we don't get to stay here. Ah. They're like, here, you go and then get the hell out. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> just, should we uh, read what we were just saying? What? Yeah, read it. Matthew Nice. This is from CJ. Matthew Nice has a concussion. And will definitely miss games three and four, according to Sheldon Keefe. He's unlikely to return in the series. How is an NHL player allowed to blatantly concuss another player on the ice and receive no penalty for the play during the game and then receive no supplemental discipline afterwards? I don't know, Jesse, but apropos of nothing, uh, Adam Gretz tweeted, George Peros gave an interview this year where he seemed to be offended at the suggestion that his department has become more lenient. But Bennett, a guy who has two suspensions on his record, including one playoff suspension, only getting fined after last night is Chef Kiss. Cam Sharon, who worked for the Leafs for eight years, tweeted, again, I'll bring up the story of sitting next to him in the press box once, and he was on Twitter the entire game. Watch the game, nerd! Wait, who was? Peros or Peros. Bennett? Oh, <laughs> I thought Sam Bennett was on. Peros. No, Peros. Sam Bennett was on the ice injury, people. Um, <laughs> watch the game, George. Watch the game. Oh, gosh. From home because you've quit. Resign. You suck. Well, we know Peros doesn't like the Leafs. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Someone give Cold this North guy fight. an executive job already. Yeah, give him a, let him be a GM. Pittsburgh. Let him be a Pittsburgh's GM got an opening. So the league can Go be Pittsburgh. a safer place. And they hire some guys, some guy named fucking Frank Nailgun, who's just going to make it Frank even worse. Frank Nailgun. Frank Nailgun is going to say all the legal he, uh, checks to the head are not only legal, but mandatory. I uh, Fuck my life. Um, uh, producer Drew... Being conciliatory to Leafs Nation did tweet out some analytics, and I, I, I won't bring them up, uh, or I guess we can, but he basically said, like, listen, this series is tilting Leafs. It is. Yeah, like, it's it, 2 it, I know. For fucking Florida! Like, that, it's just, it, the, Leafs sh the Leafs should win this series, and I'm actually a big believer that they will. I, 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 I obviously I have can. my concerns. I, yeah. I'm worried, but I think they're going to win. I mean, they have to win game three. 
Mm-hmm. It's their, you know what I was going to say? It's their first must win all year. Yeah. yeah, they they got to win. <laughs> game and six Florida's played Tampa. some must-win games. Uh, uh, yeah, I, game six against Tampa was a yeah. must-win. Yeah, if that went seven, I don't think I would have had the stomach for it. But um, no, they uh, uh, it's over if they lose game three. It's, yeah. The numbers say all but three times in NHL history, I'm pretty sure. Um, was it the Leafs in 1942? The Flyers. Flyers in 2010. And I want to – wasn't it um, – It was the same year. Was it not? Oh, it was the Kings against the Sharks. Kings against the Sharks in I don't remember, but Joe Thornton was on the team and he looked very sad. That's those are the only three in the NHL I can name. Yeah. Yep. Um, now I am going to give you a little bit of anxiety. Kings if you don't Sharks, twenty fourteen. There, there you go. I'm gonna give you a little anxiety. You ready? Elliot no. Friedman on the 32 Thoughts podcast said that one of the three owners of the Leafs wanted to extend Dubas and the other two blocked it. When Babcock was fired and he still had $25 million left on his deal, it changed everything when it came to contracts. Meaning that uh, I, I would imagine that they wanted to see what, uh, what the Leafs would do this year, um, but it could end up costing them their general manager. And uh, I'm I'm very very concerned about this, uh, and I I have a sneaking suspicion I know who wanted to extend and who did not, um, and I'm I want to tell you something. Um, in the in the off season, some of this stuff's going to come out, but I want Leafs Nation to be warned that it's not pretty at the top right now, from everything we're hearing. And I haven't seen Brendan Shanahan in God knows how long. Right. And they used to <laughs> hang out every every night at the box. Um, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know what the issue is there. But, but it is odd. But it's odd. And it's been noticed. Mm-hmm. And I think that if things go sideways this summer with Kyle Dubas, whether or not you're for or against him, um, I don't know how you couldn't be for him <laughs> just based on the Ryan O'Reilly trade alone this season is amazing. Um, to be honest, it's a... Uh, um, I think we got to – I really hope they win this series because I think there's a reckoning this summer, and I'm not sure that we're going to like it. I, I'm looking at my phone. The Leafs beat Tampa less than a week ago. I know. It, what did somebody, somebody else tweeted, I think it was in reply to acting to Fuleman. Anyone remember happiness? They were like, they were like it, took me, it, took me two, it took me two whole hockey games to stop enjoying hockey again. <laughs> Yeah. I think oh. there's a collection of the fan base. If we're talking about just reaction of the Leafs fans, there's one collection of the fan base who is happy, who's who's kind of like checked out of round two because we did the thing in, for 19 years, and I don't think that's the right attitude to have. Yeah, winning a first round isn't special. I don't teams even, do this all the time. I think they're wrong, and I also don't think it's their fault. Like this team's broken them. Yeah, they've been conditioned to think that that round one victory was the championship, and then there's the other side that's like none of that mattered because we're gonna get swept by Florida. Mm. I I do think the <laughs> attitude is a little different this year. Like O'Reilly puts them up two nothing, and he just had that you know very tiny celebration. He he knew the game wasn't over. No, and he knows the series isn't over. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they lose Dubis, it's gonna be a travesty. It's gonna be one of the most monumental fl- failures of this organization because they have one of the best general managers right now in the league in Kyle Dubis. And if thirty-one other teams want this man, hey, maybe you should try and keep him. Yeah, maybe it's probably up, worth it. I'll be honest, Kyle Dubis has pissed me off as a fan from time to time. Yeah, you know, there's times where he talks about process where I just want to get in there and and grab him and go, Kyle, are you fucking kidding me? 
But at the end of the day, that's why he's the GM and I'm not. I'm never uh, going to forgive Kyle <laughs> for Cody Cece. No. Was, we all and, thought and it was a bad idea. And to tell us he was good. Oh, Stop we're it. doing a post-mortem here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Oh, no. Save it for I'm July. I'm just saying, I'm, 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 I'm I, day by day feeling less... Like, if you asked me uh, at the start of the playoffs how I felt about Kyle Dubas extending, I'd be like, he wins round one, it's over. Uh, he's, he's staying. Um, I, I have to be honest with you now, uh, I don't even think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. That's wanna, my opinion. You want to talk uh, Stars Kraken? Yeah, let's or? talk Stars Kraken. Series time. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, the Dallas Stars come. One thing to oh, add sorry. Um, about 3-0, the no, Leafs did it. The Leafs came back from down 3-0. Yeah, in, 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 in 1942. Oh, 42. 42. The New York Islanders did it in 1975. So there's four oh. instances. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. I forgot which one you're missing. You're missing the Islanders, 1975, and the Stanley Cup quarterfinals. Uh, the Leafs they, are the only one to do it in the final. They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good for them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's not a must win. It's not a must win until you're... On the brink of elimination, <laughs> oh, you guys, it's all good. Yeah, they they won the deserve a win to meter. We're 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 in trouble. We're in big trouble. Hey, I just want to congratulate the Dallas Stars uh, on letting someone else other than Joel Pavelski score. Uh, thrilled for them. Thrilled for them. Uh, you know, Wyatt Johnson, Jake Ottinger, Tyler Sagan, all the, those are the three stars from the game. I think if the takeaway is that to me, this is going to be a really long series. Um, and, you know, I had some Dallas fans reach out and say, hey, listen, you guys think of Dallas in the 2020 terms. They're not that team anymore. They're actually no. a team that now outscores their problems more than they defend their problems. They're, uh, they're a little bit more stupid, dumb fun, which I like. Yeah, and when you have a goalie like Ottinger, like I think they had to be that defensive because they didn't have Ottinger. Now that they do, oh, we could just be idiots. We don't act like a lot of this isn't on having an all-world goaltender. It is. We're saying that's exactly what we're saying. Is that like when they were playing defense and going to the Stanley Cup final like three years ago, it was Hudobin in net. But now that you've got a guy like Otter, it's like, well, we can be, we can open this game up. Why not? I should have clued in when they got Dodonov. Because that's him. That's it. Yeah, he's all offense. Stupid, dumb, fun. Um, and I was very happy because the uh, sleeper that I picked in my pool. Well, I picked two sleepers. Mm-hmm. One was Tyler Bertuzzi. Whoops. But he had a good first round, and that's where it'll stay. And the other was Wyatt Johnson because uh, he wasn't an option to even pick. Like, he just wasn't even listed in our, in our pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good pick. No, he's he's yeah. a good player. Uh, Steve wants a pat on the back. I do. What, Thank you. <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. Proud of you. You know who else is proud of you? So we can tell him, hey, good job, Steve. You know what? Who else is proud of you? The King of Canada who sits just up here in the CN Tower. Justin? Yeah. <laughs> Justin Fisher, Fisher, King of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, they're like, we're giving all this credit to Jake Ottinger and then their offense is great, but also their defense is spectacular. Like, uh, Mira Heiskanen played, I think it was 28 minutes last night. Like, dude just eats up minutes and is excellent at it. And then Ryan Suter, uh, don't call it a comeback, but he's been great. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mean, Vegas looked wonderful in game one against the Oilers. I do somewhat want to see the McDavid versus Haskinen No, no. Just to see two racehorses. You're disrespecting Vegas once again. No respect to the Ike Bomb. No respect to the Ivan Barbashev. 
I also I want to congratulate two Seattle Kraken on getting their second and third goals because remember you can't score until everybody else has scored. It's almost like uh, it's like you're at Christmas dinner, right? You can't go up for seconds until everybody's had their firsts. Yep. Right. Yep. So uh, Ty Cardi and uh, Jordan Everly, congratulations. Ty got his second, or Everly got his third. Uh, but remember, sixteen of them have scored in the playoffs. Sixteen. And that was last night. Was only the second time in the playoffs that Seattle didn't score the first goal. That's but that what? is such yeah. an important stat because I'm pretty sure every game in the Colorado series Seattle opened the scoring. That's wow. I'll double check it. But and then for uh, game one in Dallas it was comeback victory for Seattle. They didn't open the scoring. And then again they didn't open the scoring. But I'm pretty sure every game in Colorado. It's it's such what an underrated team. team. Yeah. yeah, they're really fun. And but what's weird though is I think next year. We're going to have the exact same blind spot for these guys. Like, because, like, I, I feel like there was so much more fanfare around Vegas and, oh, man, March is so. And I've been trying to tell you about Riley Smith and, oh, the Panthers are dumb. I, I think a lot of it had to do with, ah, uh, you're an idiot for letting these guys go. Look how they were good immediately. And James Neal and Mark Andre Fleury. And I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's going to take them winning the cup. For me to not have a Seattle Kraken blind spot, or yeah. at least like make the finals like Vegas or did, Final Four, you know, even. I mean, I, I think my blind spot's gone. They're good. Yeah, well, it's not even like I don't think they're good. I just I look at the roster and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I like some of those guys. Yeah, I like. Some yeah, do <laughs> you know what I was thinking? What? Uh, if, if I'm a billionaire, uh, yeah. I can afford this well, apartment. I was I'm thinking that since it. we're in my house, you should listen to my opinion. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But wouldn't it be funny? And this is just an off-season thing. Hmm. If Winnipeg does decide to blow it up, like, and not retool, but actually go for a rebuild, which I think they probably should. Um, one guy they could Brandon? get the most for oh. is Connor Hellebuck. And wouldn't he be perfect on this Seattle team? And wouldn't this Seattle team be able to give up the stuff that you need to get him? Yeah, but he makes money, and they're just not. Yeah, really but he into makes that. Jamie Alexiak money. Mm-hmm. It's not with it, and Adam Larson money. Shoot. Does here's wow. an, here's another question based on the Seattle and trading pieces. Does Connor Hellebuck come to Seattle in a Shane Wright deal? Whoa! Is this a team that can look at Shane Wright now as an asset and say, hey, we thought we were getting this really high pick. We were going to bring him to the lineup and he's going to add to this offensive firepower. But now we don't really need him. Why don't we flip this for something we do need in Connor Hellebuck or whatever asset they want to grab? That is fascinating. That is a very interesting idea, Jesse. Mm. He's, he's played in the fucking OHL this year, you know? That's how much they didn't need him. So he's in the AHL right he, Yeah, the, after their season ended. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, like, can they call him up? I think they can. Yeah, if they wanted to, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's... They don't, they don't, need, they don't need him. They don't need him right now. That's some fascinating shit. Um, wow. I also... Wow. That's I also cool. Double-check the numbers. Yeah, they in every single game versus Colorado, one through seven, they opened the score. That's... That's, I, I mean, honestly, you're going to win a series more often than not if you open the scoring. It's just, that's just the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Dave, and then we're going to get into the Oilers Vegas, because I want to do a deep dive on that one. Bananas performance by Leon, uh, but he can't do it alone. So let's talk to Dave, and we'll get into that next. 
You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right, Dave. We're just going to ignore all talk about the Leaf game. What I want to talk to you about, honestly, <laughs> what I want to talk to you about is, is, is Josh Morrissey. When oh, I bring boy. that name up, what is that, what is that eliciting you given the Norris candidates that came out last night? Oh, what an embarrassment. Like, honestly, like, uh, like I, I love Adam Fox. I think he's a great defenseman on a uh, high-profile team. Cal McCarr is probably the best defenseman in the world, like, if you're just selecting a defenseman, right? Yeah. But, and, and then Eric Carlson. So Eric Carlson has a nice team on, on a shit team. Or a nice, nice, nice uh, season on a shit team. Uh-huh. Uh, 100 points is fantastic. But he's a dash twenty six, and this guy, this guy's been handed the Norris Trophy, and, and for the life of me, um, and I'm not saying Josh Morrissey deserves the 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 the, the Norris Trophy. Okay, I think I, I personally am. would vote for him, but the nom at least, not even not even a nomination yeah. for top three. Are you, you like that's just a mind blow. Like like just yeah. welcome to the Paper Tiger Club, Eric Carlson. <laughs> Because your 101 points and your minus 26 is going to look just as good as Linus Allmark's Vesna Trophy oh, for shitting the bed in the first round. Oh, 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 oh. You know what? Dave, Am I allowed to say that? D- Dave, we're, we're trying to entertain people here. Just at least tell us how you feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Dave, fair. I just I'm wish sorry. you took, took a viewpoint and stuck to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we got uh, we've got Edmonton and Vegas tomorrow night, which we're all kind of yeah. excited about. Somehow, uh, Leon Drysaddle scores four goals, and Edmonton does not win. I don't know how that that's possible. Who's the favorite going into tomorrow? Yeah, Edmonton slight favorites of Sports Interaction one seven four. Okay. I'm really surprised they didn't win game number one. I, I I was banking on the Oilers to win. I was even thinking maybe puck line, but. Hey, you know what? Uh, heavy offensive uh, series. I- I'm looking at this as an automatic over. I'm going blind overs on this. It's at <laughs> six and a half goals. Mm-hmm. I think if it's a six, seven game, five, it's not going to be a five game series, but I think they're all overs. But I, I think the Oilers tie this up before heading north. Um, what about you guys? Any feel on that game? It sounds like you were underrating Ivan Barbashev, you know, <laughs> which you should never I, do. I have a habit of doing that, Jess. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's, just. It's, I'm I'm deeply bitter about this series because I blew it in game one. Why? What did you go mm. for? I did the pinata pick and I for uh, Minute Madness. And I didn't stick to two dollar Steve. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I did eight different one dollar Steves. Okay. Because okay. if you give me eight different minutes in the game, each minute that I hit is fifty bucks. And it's Vegas versus Edmonton, and it's early in the series, so it's going to be high offense. And I was right; there were ten yes. goals. Ooh. Yes, five and in the first period. Too. One. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't get a single one. I was dodging them like Neil. Like was How within, close were you? I was like, I was within a minute on two of them. Oh, that's oh, that heartbreaking. Heartbreak. Wow. So two dollars, Steve. You gotta get to that the puck plan. in there faster, right? That's right. <laughs> now, Stick to the plan. Dave on Sunday, uh, it's it's yeah. honestly a do or die game for the Leafs, and somehow still you guys have them listed as the favorite. Come on now, Dave, we're in a fight. Yes. Well, they should. Be. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, With Jesse, that, we're in a fight. That's how it works. <laughs> honestly, Their back is up against the wall. Yeah. 
Uh, this is this is the you know I know we say this a lot. This is their biggest game of the season. Well, it, it truly is this time around, right? I mean, to go down three love to the Florida Panthers would be like, oh, uh, you know. So one seven six, by the way, is your Toronto number. Two oh nine is your Florida number. I'm still surprised we've played two under games in games one and two. I, I thought for sure there was going to be at least one over. I've been missing wow. the boat on this. Uh, but yeah, Leafs favorites on Sunday night. Okay, well, I hope that the favorite is actually right this time. Dave Basto, we'll talk to you Monday. We're either going to be celebrating or in a deep, deep depression, so we'll see you there. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully the first part. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm hoping that too. Thank you, Dave. You know, it's been several weeks since the Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights kicked off their first game, and it'll be several several more weeks before we get the second game. Uh, sorry, Oilers fans. Screw you. You don't get your game on Friday. You can now get it on Saturday, so you oh, have to spend more money. Are uh, there any games tonight? No, there is a game tonight. Oh. The game tonight is uh, Carolina, New Jersey. This... And then Oilers, Golden Knights, and then we get three on Sunday night. This league really is run by like a couple, like scampy children in out of a treehouse. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just oh, just getting up to mischief in the neighborhood. It's wild. It's running wild. a league. Um, did did the last the first Vegas Golden Knights game happen when we recorded? I don't think so. I don't know what happened Wednesday. I think so. Yeah, it happened the night we recorded. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So we haven't talked so about it. So we have not yet. talked about it. Leon Dreisaitl, uh, with an unbelievable performance, he now has 11 goals in the playoffs. 11 goals, just goals. Just mm-hmm. goals. Um, this guy, I mean, he. Sorry. So Carter Verhage, when he scored his goal against the Leafs, that was his 11th playoff goal with the Panthers. That's the P- Panthers franchise record. For- wow. What? <laughs> For, for playoff goals. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Career. And Dreisaitl has that in... How many games have they played? Uh, seven? Seven. Seven games. Wow. Yeah, seven. <laughs> wow. That's why I cut you off. That's bad. unbelievable. No. That's, that's fine. <laughs> and it was, a, it, was, it was a crazy first period. Uh, uh, Dreisaitl scores four minutes in, and then like 30 seconds later, it's Barbashev. Mm. Uh, yeah. Five minutes later, it's you know Leaf great Michael Amadio, uh, and he's he's been good. And, he's been a contributor. And then it's three one with Mark Stone. And what's interesting about Mark Stone? I had a message on my DMs, and I haven't had been able to verify this, but apparently, Cody Cece and Mark Stone are brother in laws. Did you know that? No. Have you heard that? No. It's the first I mean, I'd heard. It's a very NHL story. Of yeah. course, of <laughs> course. But I just thought, like, wow, what an interesting series for it's, them. Did you know that? No. Do you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Of course. Um, and and the other thing that there were a lot of people were talking about and Knights fans are upset about is I guess it's been some of these injuries are being reported in a way that perhaps the teams didn't want. And Mark Stone's got a bad back. Duh. Like surgically repaired back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Oilers are making sure that they let him know that he's got a bad back. Right? They're, they're, you give, when you know somebody's injured in the playoffs, we've seen this before. I'm not, I'm not calling the Oilers necessarily dirty, but the playoffs are dirty. If I know that Steve's got a broken hand, I'm, sna- yeah. I'm absolutely going to be slashing I think it. they mentioned it on the like second period intermission when Dallas Eakins was on and he's talking with Freeman and that sort of stuff. And they're like, this is why teams report upper and lower body injuries. This is why they don't say. They don't want to give their opponent information and say, hey, target my leg. It's, it's hurting right now. But like, okay, why does Mark Stone 
have to wear that. Like, the Oilers are allowed to target this injury. Like, what the league needs to do is they need to make, like, a like a department. And their sole focus is, like, uh, you could call it, like, player safety or something. And you can maybe call it the department of player safety, right? And they could prevent you from committing infractions <laughs> that injure players. Who would head off this department of player safety? Oh, uh, some fucking goon. (laughs) I think some fucking goon would be the perfect person to head up the department of player safety. I don't know how you find the Edmonton Oilers for targeting Mark Stone. I don't think you do. I I don't think think you can. They're doing the thing that every hockey team ever has done. Yeah. What? Cross checks? Well, yeah, you, yeah. If you know a player's injured, you're going to do that. I don't necessarily Every agree player, with you on that, Steve. I don't. I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with that either. You're not yeah. going to get. You're not going to get. Uh, you're not going to get suspensions for that. Uh, I think Mark Stone's playing with an injured back. I think the Edmonton Oilers are doing the smart thing and going. Man, the Vegas Golden Knights would be way less good if he wasn't playing well. And nope, they're they're doing whatever they're allowed to do. Exactly. Uh, I'll never. No, and to be clear, I'm not criticizing the Oilers. No, no, of course. So criticizing the, the uh, you wouldn't dare. No, not the, the Oilers. The shit heat uh, league that they play in. But I do like. I do like this. The the, the game was ridiculous because there's five goals in the first period. It's three mm-hmm. two Vegas, which is the amount of goals that was scored in uh, in Toronto last night with the Panthers, and then the third period, it's another three two period. Mm-hmm. Drysaddle again scores. Barbashev again scores about a minute later. Barbashev, he's been good, man. And then Chandler Stevenson scores. And then Drysaddle scores again. And you're like, oh, well, maybe we got a game here. Uh, but uh, Jack Eichel uh, uh, ends it with the Oilers' late push. Um, he gets his fourth of the playoffs. I hate so badly that people were saying Drysaddle pulled a Matthews by scoring four goals and losing. Why do you say that? Uh, because I, that's not how we should remember that game. But I know, it's but we're it's going to remember it forever. We have to remember it that way. <laughs> um, one thing about the Edmonton Oilers, uh, they have a defenseman. His name is Vincent DeHarnay. Yes. And I think he has the, been uh, responsible. Seaweed, man. seaweed man. I think he has been responsible for every single goal they've allowed. There's like eight of them last game where it's just directly off of turnovers or sloppy play. And I don't understand how he's still on the ice. Because he, he be stinks, man. He stinks, and this is the way that. But the coach loves him. The coach absolutely loves him. He's he, seaweed, man. You need he's seaweed. Not man. an NHL defenseman in this playoff. No, like or, at all, or or just generally. I, I don't think he's a. I don't think Vinny Dayerne is a uh, a regular. I think he's a six seven guy. Isn't he young? I don't know if he's young. He's big. He. I mean, he fits the prototype of exactly what you think. Born in '96. I don't even know what's young anymore. So he's a year older than McDavid. Oh, no. So he's like in the prime of his life. Um, so, yeah, no, this is a problem. Jesse, are we allowed and to play audio here, by the way? Just throwing this something else. We can. Can yeah. we? Yeah. Okay, because I, I do want to, uh, while we're queuing it up, you guys continue. I didn't mean to interrupt, but. Played eight minutes was a minus two. Okay. He played eight minutes? Yeah. Are they why, running 11? Why are they? They, even, they are. Why is he? Uh, why? There's nobody else. I mean, maybe you could play some. Why? Wow. I mean, surely. Ethan Bear. What are they going to be worse? Wait, if they had Ethan Bear instead. <laughs> somebody, Man, somebody, you know, actually useful. If they um, played Steve, it'd be better results. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, okay. 
So Leon scores four goals. <laughs> they call me the, the barnacle man. Because <laughs> I, I stick right to you. <laughs> I grab on and I hold on because I can't move. Steve Barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> and when I score a goal, they play the SpongeBob theme song. Anyway. I wanted you to hear Leon Dreisaitl's press conference after the game. We'll, we'll play a little bit of it here. Just fire it up, Jesse, whenever you can because... Uh, obviously, he just scored four goals, and he's he's pissy. You might even you might say he's pissy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think there's some things that he says that I think you'll find interesting, based on this particular thing. I want you to listen for the, his summation of how the Oilers play hockey. All weren't weren't good enough. You know, it's it's not even close to to how we play and, and how we su- successfully play. So, um, yeah, gotta gotta move on and. Will be better. You feel like you're coming on a little bit as a team later in the game, but maybe just a little too, little too late. Kind of yeah, for yeah. sure. Later on, um, we're we're all over them, but um, you know that's usually the game we we, we play from minute one, right? So um, we'll get back to that. Uh, Got to regroup, learn from it, and, and move on. Can you yeah. take some joy out of scoring four tonight? It's not no. like that happens every night. No. Um, with their structure and idea, was it just kind of the consistency of it, the pace, or was it something else with what they did defensively? No, it's nothing they did. Uh, they're a good team. We we know that, but um, nothing that we can't handle or haven't seen. Uh, this this is uh, just on us, um, not not bringing our best game. Their ability to capitalize on your guys' turnovers tonight does that kind of exemplify how thin the margin of error is in the second round of the playoffs? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they got a lot of skill. Um, so if you turn it over, uh, they'll, they'll make you pay. So they're, they're a good puck-moving team. So um, something that, that we have to be better at. Every question was like a dagger. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, Let, I gave you the gem. I gave you the no. Like, can you take some joy out of this? No. That's the quote. Move on to the next guy. I like the I also the found response. I also well, oh, I sure. Agree. But I found it funny that he was like he was like uh he's like that's not even close to how we play. It's exactly how you play. That's exactly how the Edmonton Oilers play. Uh I think down the stretch they were way better. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought and think that they're way better and they're capable of more uh in the defensive end. And I think they're right too. Uh, but the Golden Knights uh, picked them apart. Mm. And how? what is that conversation like behind closed doors when the media is not around? Because he's talking about how we're not good enough. We weren't good enough. I'm curious who we is. And does he include himself in we? Because I think if he does include himself in we, he might be incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on account of he had four friggin' goals. That one that he banked off of Brassois was oh, preposterous. Unreal. Preposterous. Mm. Like, how do you even think to do that? That was crazy. Well, it was a practical way to score. Yes. Because it, there were only a few seconds left. What am I going to do? Pass it in front? No, fuck it. I'm going to try to bing. Oh, yeah. it worked. Is <laughs> an 883 save percentage good? That's uh, Akira Schmid last regular season. Shut up. <laughs> it's true. Exactly in 883. And I know that because we've said it a bunch of times. That's Stuart Skinner's save percentage for these Stanley Cup playoffs. Is it time to give Jack Campbell a shot at the starting job? Jesse, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. 
I know this is an Oilers uh, back massage. I would love that. <laughs> um, I want you to look up Elias Samsonov safe percentage. Oh, no. Because you were talking about an injured Samsonov playing game three, and I was against it. And I just, I just want to know what it is. 8.95. Is it? 8.95. Oh, I thought he was down at the Yeah, you thought you were 60. doing something. You should have taken the back massage. Fuck. I, so that's off the table. Then. Yeah, I was one of the two. I was either going to look this up Shit. or give you back massage. Yeah, you chose to look this up. I should have taken it. Can I still get like a shoulder rub? Nope. Fuck. Uh, Jack Campbell? Uh, Laurent Brassois has been awesome. Thanks, Golden Knights don't have a problem. Maybe Edmonton should have hung on to Brassois. <laughs> I, uh, oh, he was an Oilers. Yeah. He's just beating all his former teams. This is the battle of uh, the former teams. That's what Bruce wants on. Damn. He's just, he's just on a mission. Yeah. It's like when you're Pokemon, you're going up the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I hope he, uh, he didn't. Well, I know he didn't play for the Kraken. No. The Stars? I don't think he was no. on the Stars. No. Um, uh, Jack No. I think if Skinner does that again, um, you think about it for game three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's your all star. Yeah, and and none of the goals, like none of them, were really like egregiously Skinner's fault. Some of a lot of his defensive breakdowns and good shots by Vegas. So I don't know. It wasn't like an awful game or anything. They were always in it because of Drysaddle. They were always in it too. Leon Drysaddle's eleven goals are the most scored by a single player in the first seven games of the postseason since Newsy Lalon in nineteen nineteen. That is a real Please tweet. Spell Newsy. Newsy, spell, how do you spell Newsy? N-E-W-S-Y, Newsy Lalon. And it, I actually have heard of Newsy Lalon. I know about Newsy Lalon. What, where was he's he born? He's a Montreal Canadiens great. Where was His he born? real name is Cyril. Uh, where was he born? In, he was born in Cornwall, but he, uh, he died in Montreal, Quebec in 1970. Oh, <laughs> He wow. died in 1970. He was born in 1887. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how bananas what Leon Drysaddle yeah, is doing no, right now. This is the part like, where we look up what was the number one song on the Billboard in 1987. And by the way, 1887. 1887 he played. 1987 would still make him older than anyone on the show. Oh my god! <laughs> that's a hundred years before he was born. He played NHA, which was pre-NHL for the Canadians, uh, from on and off from 1909 to 1928. I, I, does Newsy Lalonde have a hockey DB? Yeah. Newsy Lalonde. Uh, oh, oh, there, Edward Newsy Lalonde. Edward? I thought you said Cyril. How many names does this guy have? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, this is, his name is Ed. It's Ed, Edward. Edward. Cyril. Cyril Newsy Lalonde. Yeah. The last game he played in the NHL, he played, or sorry, yeah, the last game he played in the NHL, he played one game in the 1926-27 season. The Queen, who is dead, was born in 1925. Uh, after his retirement, he also served as the head coach of the Ottawa Senators from 29 to 31 and the Montreal Canadiens from 32 to 35. So, Newsy was a reporter before he was You're a professional. You're fucking joking! That's where is that he, actually where that's he, where he acquired the moniker Newsy? No. no so Newsy Lalonde, as a minor, he as a minor, he worked first as a reporter. This is great. Then as a printer for the Cornwall Freeholder and Wo- in and Woodstock, Ontario Express newspapers, where he acquired the Newsy moniker. Um, and then he started his career in hockey in 1904. 
uh, with the Cornwall Victorias of the Federal Amateur Hockey League. My favorite team that he played for is the Renfrew Creamery Kings. Yep. <laughs> One of the National Hockey Association's uh, founding teams in 1909, the and that, Creamery Kings. And do you want a fun fact? That's actually where the term getting creamed came from. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, man, they got creamed last night. <laughs> they you got get creamed? They got newsy. You know what I mean? The Red He was also a professional lacrosse player at the same time as a soccer that's career. That's crazy. I don't want <laughs> to know about anyone other than this person. Lalonde I only earned, want to know about New Zealand. Lalonde. Lalonde earned more in lacrosse than he did in hockey. He started playing in 1905 as goaltender, but moved to the attack position in 1910, wow. becoming the sport's greatest star. He would break the scoring record for his Montreal team in 1910 with 31 goals. This he's, was a goalie. <laughs> he's he's listed at five foot nine, 168 pounds, which I'm fairly confident would put him in the top quarter biggest players in the league. Wow. Uh, he was signed to be a player manager for the Toronto Lacrosse Club, but almost immediately changed his mind and joined the exodus of players heading west for big contract. He signed for Con Jones to play for Vancouver. For how much money did uh, Newsy Lalonde make for Van- when he signed with Con Jones to play for Vancouver? $2,000. He was, uh, this is for one season. $2,000. He was one of the highest paid players. He made 1500 did $2, I get it? No, what do you think? Two thousand. No. Five thousand dollars. This one bread was like nineteen cents, man. That's freaking crazy. In That's comparison, as a hockey player, his salary in nineteen ten for the Montreal Canadiens was in nineteen ten? Nineteen ten eleven season for the Montreal Canadiens. So when did he make five grand? Uh that same year, nineteen ten eleven, he made five grand for Vancouver in the Lacrosse League. Oh, so Montreal would it be oh, say say four thousand bucks? Twenty five hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm I'm reading up a little bit more on the Renfrew Creamery Kings. I just thought you should know that uh, they oh. were founded by silver cobalt uh, cobalt uh, silver rush mining magnet M J O'Brien, who was also a senator. Um, and he is famous for signing. Are you ready, Frank Frank Patrick and Lester Patrick at Outrageous salaries, Jesse. You ready for this? Three thousand dollars a piece to play wow. for the Creamery Kings and Cyclone Taylor for fifty two hundred and fifty dollars. Have we Cyclone? Have we already talked about how the last team he played for in the CAHL? I have no idea what that even is. Was the Quebec Beavers? Mm-hmm. That's a great name. With great Edward name. Jock Bennett, he's uh, in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, Newsy and uh, Leo. Their top scorer, Leo Quenville. So, we're right when we say hockey has literally... You don't know. 300 you don't know. You don't know that. They're related. I don't know uh, that. It's his You don't know that. So, I made that up. I don't so, know. So, uh, NHL career and his lacrosse career... Um, they were in sync the entire time. He played lacrosse professionally from 1905 to 1924, and he played uh, hockey professionally from 1904 to 1928. So he had two professional sports careers going simultaneously, <laughs> oh and he was God. one of the best in the league. He was making bank. He's making bank. Yeah. Like, legitimately was, one of the greatest athletes on the planet yep. at the time. Yep. And, in oh, and, he, and he could write a mean sports column, yeah. too. Hey, and, and hey James CJ's Myrtle. Job. Where's, hey, James Myrtle. Slack it, CJ. Slack it. <laughs> Elliot. 
Get the pads on, Elliot. Let's go. Come on. To quote uh, him on his performance, here's me. <laughs> me. I was fucking it's, great. My <laughs> line mates could have got me the puck a little bit more, but we found a way to win. They call me Seaweed Man. Me. <laughs> me. Me. Seaweed like, Gentleman. This is like if CJ was like, I'm going to pause my career at Sportsnet to go play for the Leafs mm-hmm. and, and the then Rock. also play for the Toronto Rock and be the best at both of them. That's crazy. Newsy Lalonde. Drysaddle sucks. He kind of stinks. Yeah, he does. Like, compared to this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Drysaddle needs to yeah. add to his resume. Yeah. Where's your side gig, Leon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to ask CJ why when he left Sportsnet, instead of going to us in TSN, he didn't go play in the NHL? How deep in conversations do you think he got with Dubas? <laughs> Like how how far do you how far be, along do you think fir- those contracts are? To be went? first line center. Yeah, yeah. Like Dubas is probably like, we'll trade Matthew CJ if you'll just play for us. If you'll just play for us. You know, I don't think very deep. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we did sort of talk about it a little bit um, uh, before, but uh, we got to stop. We got to stop uh, counting out the Carolina Hurricanes. Doesn't seem to matter how many injuries they have. Five to one no, against New Jersey. No, no, no. What? Oh, I guess you only watched the first period. Oh, I'm sorry. Up. New Jersey won that game for 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. but we just got finished saying that about the Leafs. The last 40 minutes game where one. they were losing the entire time. Boo and Game also one fart. versus game two. Get more than 18 I'm shots, giving, boo. I'm giving them some leeway here to see what happens in game number two. If it... Same thing happens in game two, like the Leafs. Then we come out of that with the same attitude mm-hmm. about the Jersey Devils that we have as the Leafs. You can't win the expected goals chart because that doesn't lead to wins. I can't wait until the Hurricanes crush the Devils in game two. Mm-hmm. And then me, who has learned nothing, is like, oh, I think the Devils might be done. <laughs> <laughs> you got a very interesting decision, though, in who you start. Ooh. Go back to the can or you go to Vanacek? I think you go to Vanacek. The kid was the one that let them all in. I, yeah. I think you go to Vanacek. Vanacek did it in 5-1 back-to-back games, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, Akira Schmid is still a kid. Like, he can't have endless rope here. Mm. Like, there's got to be. And also, you know, even goalies that go on, like, have a good 4-1 run usually have a stinker, and that's the one. Mm-hmm. But the thing in the playoffs is it's like microscope. Oh, is it over for Akira Schmidt? You don't is get the, the next one. Yeah. yeah. That, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you're, like you said, when you're the kid. So I think you try Vanacek, give him the night off. It's a lot of pressure, man. It's a mm-hmm. lot of freaking pressure. And Devils pressure. fans, you saw them celebrating after their round one victory. They were they were going berserk. It's a lot. Just give him a breather. And if Vanacek sucks, then put him back in. Thank you for wearing that outfit earlier in the year because I feel like they could have been meaner to us than they were. I actually, I've I've had some really good uh, some good devil's chirps in my uh, in my DMs. Good uh, you oh, picked yeah. Carolina in our previous. I actually picked both. It's funny. I, we did a sports both. interaction preview, and I actually <laughs> picked both. Oh, did you forget who you? Picked? I forgot who I picked. So I was like, oh, I think Carolina, and then yeah, it was oh, like, no. what what day is? What, where's the sun hitting me? Because predictions uh, are like a couple. You could try your best, yeah. but you know. <laughs> I, so I've had to do that as well. Like predictions at multiple places and a couple of the game seven series i'm like i don't remember who I yeah had. you you picked colorado in ours and then on your bracket on your channel when you built it out you picked seattle that's why yeah yeah you flip-flopped or i don't even think you you did it intentionally but you picked both 
I could have also just clicked the wrong team because yeah. I never I thought Seattle was winning that series. That's that's right. You must have just been tired. The thing is, too, you got to remember, like, <laughs> like with New Jersey and Carolina, there's legitimate arguments for both as to why they should win. Yes. Like this isn't uh, New Jersey. If you're if you're if you're not taking New Jersey seriously at this point, like I didn't at the beginning of the season, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Carolina's this is a very points. good hockey team, yeah. but Carolina has been this good for years. Yeah. So you you can also say, well, they're they they've done it they've done it to the second round for years. But that's the thing is, it's always ended at the second round. Except one time they made it to the conference final, and I forgot. Which oh yeah, they pointed out. Was that in the? Uh, I don't remember what year. They year? yelled it at me many times. No, it wasn't and the I still year. don't remember. Twenty nineteen? I don't know. Okay, so um, Norris Trophy finalists are here. We're not going to spend too much on New Jersey, Carolina, because the game's tonight. Uh, Fox, McCarr, Carlson, you heard Dave's uh, opinion on it. Guys, uh, any thoughts on that? It did seem a bit strange that McCarr was in that. I know he played great in the games that he was in, but um, I, I was actually surprised to see his name up there. I thought, okay, everybody gets a year off because of injuries and stuff like that. He'll be back and win it next year. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm looking it up right now. Kel McCarr missed 22 games. It's incredible that he was nominated. Incredible. I mean, he had 17 goals, 49-6 assists, 66 points in 60 games. Um, Generally speaking, that gets you nominated for the Norris. Mm -hmm. I don't think it does in 2023. Um, He missed too many games. Like, look at the Norris nominees. One guy missed 22 games. The other is legitimately not even a good defenseman. (laughs) Eric Carlson's not a good defenseman. No, he's not. Of course not. But we've known that for years. He's he's a good rover. That's a funny way to yeah. put it. He's like a he's, he's not a good defenseman. He's um, it's like Tyson Berry's, but but like Super Saiyan. It's like power play formation at all times. Yeah, and you allow a lot of goals. Like he was a dash, like a significant dash player, and like was this? Do we not beat this drum for years with the Leafs in that top line that scored a bunch of goals, but got outscored? So what's the friggin' point? That's, I mean, he had over 100 points and was at minus 26. Dude's a liability. <laughs> I think like, 100 is a round enough number that by default, you get the Norris Trophy. I think 101 combined with minus 26 <laughs> is a round <laughs> enough number to have two different trophies for defensemen. 100 is such, such a spectacular accomplishment in the history of the NHL. Just, just now. 101. 101, yes. But the 100 mark that he crossed is the spectacularness of it. I think just the fact that it's so rare, and that even though they game the system kind of a little bit in that they told Eric Olsen, go cook. Nobody's going to touch you. You don't have to worry about defense. Spike your value so much so that we can get you the hell out of San Jose. Mm -hmm. That's what they're trying to do. He did it in spectacular fashion. I think he could go somewhere and absolutely wreck shop. The Norris Trophy is best defensive performance that season. That was it. No. Defensive. Jesse, he's not good at that. He's not good at that. 100 points from the back end is impressive. He was outscored. Not impressive. Yeah, on a shit team, though. On a shit team! He did that. He did 100 points on a shit team. Okay, well, go to like, come one on. of the good teams that needs a number one D-man. Yeah, okay. And they're willing to pay 11 million, 11 and a half million for it. Yeah, it's, but those weren't the circumstances of that he was playing. No, yeah, I agree. They, they it's weren't. just, I am fascinated by what the next step in his career is. 
Because on the Sharks, who I will concede are dog shit. Uh, I mean... I mean, we were able to see Tyson Berry actually fit in pretty well on Nashville. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, not the poor man's Eric Carlson. He's, like, the the child's Eric Carlson. Like, I don't even know what you call him. But, like, there's a dude who's, like, brilliant on the power play, good offensive ability, defensive liability, generally, over his career. I just can't see Carlson putting up... Something's got to give. If he goes to a good team, mm-hmm. he's either going to get better at defense or not score 100 points. I don't think he could do both, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the team that he goes to is going to be playing this game where it's, hey, we don't care that you don't play defense. He's going to have to be more defensively, defensively responsible. And I think this season kind of proved that the ankle's not entirely gone. He mm-hmm. can still skate, which was the, the issue for yeah. all of those which years. Which is a miracle. That, yeah. It's a miracle that we're he like, can skate oh, like that. He can't turn right. How is Eric Carlson still on the ice? And he he looks healthy again. Yeah. So I think if he goes to a team where it's, he's the number two, or probably on the second pairing, you know, because they'll probably already have a defenseman, mm-hmm. and he gets those minutes, and they ask him, hey, be a little defensively responsible, plus go cook in the offensive go end. Go cook. I think Eric Carlson's got a nice little end of his career here. Yep. Seattle. Yep. I, but that's, like, that we're so far away from does he deserve the Norris? <laughs> I'm not calling him a bad player. I'm calling him a bad defenseman. He's an amazing player. Or a an, great, an amazing player who's bad defenseman. He wasn't asked yeah. to play defense. That's my thing. We can't judge. Did Brent Burns win a Norris? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I man. mean, wasn't he a rover too? Yeah, but he was, he was more like a... Uh, Every little shithead that plays ones with the uh, the enforcer build <laughs> or threes eliminator, you fuckers, you little assholes. That's you, Brent Burns. Is that where you life. is that where you learn all your chirps from? Is people just destroying you and then they get you in the lobby or what? Uh, no, no, no. I learn them because yeah. I'm clever. Oh, you gotta okay. keep that on mute. You don't want don't don't have open. Don't chat have open chat. Strangers. No. no, no. Oh man. No. Uh, yeah. You can't do. I remember. Uh, they didn't offer it in Battle Battlefront for Star Wars, but like Call of Duty is like unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna shut the sound up. I don't Talking need to a bunch of fourteen year olds. Yeah, just... exactly. Uh, okay, <laughs> here's my idea: the purge. Except you're not allowed to kill anyone. It's just one day unprompted. All of your game logs are recorded and released to the public. <laughs> that would there'd be some problems. There definitely yeah. be some problems. No murder, no stealing, no destruction of property. It's just all the things you say are just they're just put out there one day a year and you don't know when. The first couple of purge movies are very good. Are they? I enjoy them. They're worth watching? Yeah. Okay. I I'll think the first them. one should be Christmas morning, twenty twenty three. Uh I wanna <laughs> Jeez, Steve. Okay, so before we go here, um I, I wanna I wanna um I want to end on a positive. And I want to bring it back to the Leafs. We're in this beautiful condo. Mm. We're, we're living what's supposed to be the athlete's life. By the way, contact, uh, contact the agency if, if you actually legitimately want to rent this. It's available. But yeah, what's but the agency called? The agency. Wow. Yeah. Who are the realtors you can contact? Well, let me pull up my sheet here to make sure I get all the information right, guys. What's uh, the address of the condo? The 65 Bremner. What unit? Uh, it's 5201. And... Uh, Anna Oliver and uh, Matt Leonetti, 
30 years of combined experience. They're always looking after your best interests. And remember, five-piece ensuite, three-piece bathroom, three bedrooms, there's a den, uh, there is parking and professional cleaning every week, by the way, that's also- Oh yeah, it's included in yeah, your rent. Included. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just get your, you just get it cleaned. All utilities, cable, internet, all of it. Uh, and there's obviously uh, Maple Leaf Square right downstairs, so you can go out and join the action too, which is great. Steve. You can't afford to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Simply do it. How much is rent? Oh. Fifteen thousand a month. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved your thing earlier about how you could throw a baseball into left field. Yeah. Sky Dome, like where is it? <laughs> Try it. Why not? Yeah. We got we got to get on the balcony. Yeah, get some yeah Steve would have to be on the balcony the for that. You wouldn't want to do that. Uh, like we're like halfway up the CN Tower. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so listen, when you're upset after a tough game against Florida, you have to take the elevator up here, fifty second floor, and you got to have a beer and you got to overlook the water. You got to stand with your arm against the glass with Nirvana's play something in the way from no. the Batman movie <laughs> playing in the background, <laughs> and you got to think. <laughs> You got to remember that Gotham needs you and the Leafs need you and we need to win. Okay. So Except I just want don't you to stand on that balcony with a cape because like, what if it blows? <laughs> Justin, <laughs> who's Batman right now? Robert Pattinson. Robert, Is it Robert, Robert Pattinson? Robert, he's doing the next one too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. thought, I thought they were moving away from him. It's no, no. They're moving away from Ben Affleck. Oh, that was it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Ben yeah. Ben Affleck, what? oh, they're going ahead with the flash. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's God. too many Batmans. There's too much. It's yeah. too much. I, thought, I also thought he was decent in an awful movie, Ben Affleck. That oh, movie yeah. was oh, Batman vs. Oh, Superman. Oh, like so terrible. Awful script. Terrible. Oh, my God. You wrote the worst script in the world. Yeah. But he was, his performance was decent. Yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. always a good actor. Yeah. Uh, good I actor. think uh, I think the Robert Pattinson Batman movie was sick, though. Was yeah, like, but this is, a, this is a Batman-ass condo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It is. Wait, Adam, um, wh which way is Buffalo? That way. Fuck the Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can see this. Dwayne, Dwayne is going, fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> from over there. Fuck you, Dwayne. <laughs> Now, just just no, saying, you just can't the, flip off the Sabres from just some house. Yeah, you have no. to be high up in the sky and yeah. looking down and going, puh, puh, on puh. Buffalo. So anyway, what were you trying to get to before this long? I just want to say this. When Ilya Samsonov was asked after the game about Sergei Bobrovsky's play, mm. which has been the best in his entire career with the Panthers, as we found out. Thank you, Travis Yost. I'm enjoying this. I've never really been happy. Sergei Samsonov's response was, I don't give a fuck. That Did is. call him Sergei? Ilya Samsonov. <laughs> Damn, Sergey what am I going to do? Sergey Bobrovsky, Ilya thank Samsonov. Thank you, thank you. At least I get that. Fuck you up. Ilya Samsonov at least said, I don't give a fuck. Mm. That's exactly the kind of attitude I want them to have. Mm. And they're going to go. It's, it's, listen, it's, it looks warm here. It's not Florida warm. They're going to go. They're going to have some time in the sun. They're going to be able to go for a run on the beach. Mm -hmm. Maybe take an hour and just phew, chill out. It's Mitch's birthday? It's Mitch's birthday today. He happy gets birthday, to celebrate. Happy birthday. He gets happy to celebrate birthday. in Florida. Absolutely. So, like, I just... Actually, just, that's his condo right there, way, <laughs> way down there. I just broke ass <laughs> all the way down there. Get good. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that this series is winnable. It's been very sad oh, on yeah. Twitter today. And then there's other fan bases weighing in. Like I had a Tampa Bay fan going, well, how do you think Eric Cernak's head's doing now that Nyes is out? And I'm like, Bunting got suspended, bro. Uh, what? I know. This is where we're at. So this is what I want you to do. Get off of Twitter 
Enjoy your weekend. And remember, the Leafs don't give a fuck. Why should you? Go and win. The Leafs are going to win on Sunday. They're going to win on Wednesday. And we're coming back, Tide. That's my prediction. I think that the Leafs believe it. And I think if you look at any stat or anything else combined with all of that, it supports the argument. The Leafs are the better team. They've been better in this series. Remember that. Remember that when you're talking to your uncle who's pissed off about Nylander. Okay? All right. That's what I want you to say. You want me to hit say. the button? Let's get fired up. Let's go. Yeah, I'm let's get out of here. not an uncle yet. You're not an uncle yet? You will be, though. Yeah. Congratulations, Steve Dangle. Thank Going to be an uncle. Yeah, very happy about that uncle. That Steve. was very relevant to the conversation. <laughs> you know what, Jesse? Here, I got something to tell you on the balcony real hey, quick. Hey, you know oh, where... Oh, oh, what? what? Hey, you know where Jesse's condo yeah, is down there? Yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.